the devil was once the most favored of the host of angels serving the Lord. But pride welled in his breast. He thought it unseemly for him to serve. The devil and his band of followers who likewise suffered the sin of pride were defeated in battle by the Lord and his host and were banished to the outermost depths of hell never to know the presence of the Lord or look on heaven again. Smarting with his wounds, but all the more swollen with pride, the devil cried out from the depths, it is better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. The devil proclaimed what was lost in heaven would be gained on earth. He said, my offspring, the gargoyles, will one day rule the Lord's works, earth and man. And so it came to pass that while man ruled on earth, the gargoyles waited, lurking, hidden from the light. Reborn every 600 years in man's reckoning of time, the gargoyles joined battle against man to gain dominion over the earth. In each coming, the gargoyles were nearly destroyed by men who flourished in greater numbers. Now it has been so many hundreds of years that it seems the ancient statues and paintings of gargoyles are just products of man's imagination. In this year, with man's thoughts turned toward the many ills he has brought upon himself, man has forgotten his most ancient adversary, the gargoyles. Yo, yo, welcome one and all. ESP Anchor Edition. 31 Days of Horror. Back. Uh, you heard Mike on the last one, and Mike is back. Mike's can probably pretty much, uh, maybe not all 31 days, but he's going to ride along uh, with me uh, this year. This is, uh, we're going to do a lot of Mike's uh, picks. Uh, save me from trying to figure out what we want. But before we get into it, man... Uh, Welcome back once again. Dude, you're like the third or fourth member of East Society anyway, so yeah, <laughs> Mike's here. <laughs> cool, man, cool. Part of the crew. Yep. Um, Mike picked a film that he actually introduced to me when we were kids. Um, dude, I did not realize that this was a made for T V movie until watching it this this last time. I hadn't seen this movie in years. We're going to be talking about uh, Gargoyles from 1972. Um, what network did this appear on? Do you know? Uh, first time I saw it was on uh, ABC uh, when they used to have um, they used to have something in the afternoon called the 3:30 movie, and there was a um, around October. Uh, ABC used to play the 3:30 movie and show like a week of, of just underground made for tv scary movies and uh this was um one of the first ones i saw I was at actually my babysitter and her husband were watching it and they let me watch it too and i was like i really liked it i thought it was cool because it's number one it's a monster movie and uh number two it's got scott glenn in it so scott glenn's pretty badass it's just, it's like his first movie yeah like so, a young west hightower for you urban cowboy yeah. fans <laughs> um, but um yeah it was it, that so abc i think was the first the uh, network to air it yeah this this is a film that, that mike introduced me to it and uh i assume we watched it at your house i it was a long time ago 
it was uh, the first time we watched it. Like, uh, I think it was when you guys, you guys lived with us that first time. And, uh, you were like, what the hell is this? And then we started watching it and you got into it. And I was like, all hyped up. It's like, cool, man. He likes this film. I have not so. seen this in, in a long time. So, I mean, I knew it was on YouTube because for some reason it popped up on the side when I was looking for some other films. So, I'm like, okay, that's good. So, if you guys have not seen this film and, and we're selling it to you good enough, well, after our we talk about it, go on there and check it out. Um, if it's 72, so of course there's going to be spoilers throughout. Um, but yeah, this came out in 1972. It was a TV movie. This was written by Steven and Eleanor Carp. I think that's how you said the last name. F might be silent. Uh, directed by B.W.L. Norton. No idea who any of these people are and if they <laughs> are doing anymore. And this stars a. Uh, Colonel Wild, Cornell Wild, Cornell Wild as Mercer Boyle, uh, Jennifer Salt as Dana Boyle. That's uh, the professor's uh, daughter. Uh, Garrison Hall as Mrs. Parks. She's the motel uh, owner, and th- this lady was hardcore. She was just harsh. Always had a drink in her hand, <laughs> and uh, and curlers in her hair. <laughs> yeah, and John Slade himself, uh, Bernie Casey as the gargoyle that's it's the main guard if you look up gargoyles the picture uh, that that's dude i didn't even realize that was him uh, yeah until i saw his name i was like whoa man uh u.n jefferson from uh revenge of the nerds but you guys all well you guys should know him <laughs> as john slade from uh i'm gonna get you sucker but uh after they after i saw his name and i was really looking at it i was like what well, that is him and uh, obviously, they they did stuff to his voice to make him sound cool. That was the the thing that I remembered before watching it again. There was three parts that I remembered in this. When the part when they were in the car, when uh, one gargoyle jumped on the car, um, the little eggs that hatch, and the very end when he goes flying uh, off uh, with his, I guess that's his mate. Uh, yeah, that that was the only parts that I really remember, and uh, when they show the bikers, I'm jumping all over the but we'll, we'll get back to it in a second. But when they got to the bikers, I was thinking one of these bikers is a somebody, and then this is when Scott Glenn uh, pops into it. Uh, he played James J- T. Rieger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, real, really, really young Scott Glenn. So, yeah. um. The the beginning starts out. I mean, this is kind of just a, a quick cut. I'm reading this. Uh, when demons arise for the first time in over 500 years, it falls to a scientist who just happened to stumble upon them to stop their return before it is too late for the humanity. Yeah, this it was something like that. I mean, the beginning of the film at first it starts off with um, uh, some some narration uh, of uh, basically. Um, the fall of uh, Satan getting kicked out of heaven, and then uh, the these are ba- the gargoyles are like um, like Satan's children or something. There, there's a whole cut. I played at the at the very beginning of this episode. You heard this long talk. That was the very beginning of the film. It's only like a minute and thirty seconds. So uh, I, instead of me trying to mess up that whole little story, but it's basically that's it was just kind of like a brief history lesson 
of uh, what happened. So, and then and then when when it rolls into the movie, and then it's just what I also loved is the the font that they use for the gargoyles. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was it. Kind of reminded me of like uh, the monsters, or uh, it's me, but. I mean, it was really cool, man. Like I said, Mike introduced me to this film, and uh, I just I was kind of like just blown away. I remember you telling me about it, and then when it came on, we sat down and we watched it, and I was like, whoa, man, it was crazy. And then watching it again, I don't even remember the last time I'd seen this film, but watching it again, it, it's cheesy. It's, it's 1972, uh, and it's all practical effects, but when you actually see the gargoyles, I think the only one they really put time into was the main guy the main gargoyle yeah he looked cool the other ones looked like lizard chickens or something I mean, I, well as scott glenn says a giant lizard with with a beak <laughs> but uh interestingly enough about the look of the gargoyles um it was actually stan winston that did the uh the makeup and came up with the concepts of of how they looked so it was like one of Stan Winston's first, I think it was actually his first uh, makeup job. And uh, real quick trivia, one of the one of the gargoyles is, uh, if you're familiar with the old TV show Night Court, uh, is played by Bull. Uh, Richard Mull uh, plays one of the main gargoyles. Um, Richard Mull is also one of our, one of our favorite uh, character actors from uh, the movie House. Uh, well, who is he's Big Ben when yeah. uh, William, William Cab was in Vietnam as his buddy Big Ben, and also the lead Cyclops in Metal Storm, <laughs> the destruction of Jared Sin. I love them. I got it on Blu-ray. If you guys have not seen that movie, man, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Try to watch the 3D version, the regular 2D. It's an awesome film because I love it, but it does no justice to the awesome 3D effects. As well as Jaws 3D and Friday the 13th Part 3. You got to watch those in 3D, not the the red and blue 3D. Now, nah, <laughs> all you guys, that that's the only way you've seen it, that you didn't see it the way we saw it when they came out. The, the polarized versions. Kind of hard yeah. to come across those, but, but they're out there. But Yeah, I mean, basically what this film is, is there's an archaeologist, uh, a professor. He's kind of getting got this... Um, I assume a letter, maybe a phone call from this old man out in the desert. Where were they? I mean, it said Mexico at first, but then there was no Mexicans in this. There was a bunch of yeah. Americans. Well, I think it was. Or was it like on the border somewhere? I would say it was probably like Arizona or because even even the road signs were written in English. So it was probably, uh, I think it was filmed in Arizona or maybe even just SoCal because, you know, SoCal pretty desert like but uh i don't you know i know that things that were supposed to take place in mexico but uh like you said there's no you know even even uh, the police department when later on when they meet the sheriff and stuff it's white two white dudes sheriff and deputy and they're you know just regular sheriffs yeah so i don't know i assume it was a border town between maybe arizona maybe new mexico somewhere somewhere around there so it's crazy, like like right now, I I just have it playing in the background. But when they're walking with that old man right now, just talking to him, dude, there's a uh, there's a Christine car in his yard. It's got a it's got a Plymouth Fury. Paying attention yeah. to all the background stuff. So anyway, so this archaeologist he gets a uh, I assume either a letter or a phone yeah. call from this old man, 
uh, that has this like little side sideshow attraction um, out in the middle of nowhere. But he's telling them like, yeah, you should come down. I have something I think you would be interested in. So I think you need to see it. Basically coming down, I'm going to tell you this story and they were going to write a book together. But it, um, uh, the archaeologist, he was kind of like, mm, well, let me just go see. So his daughter comes along with him. Uh, their, their quick backstory, uh, I believe, I don't think their mom. No, their mom didn't pass away. They just went separated. But Yeah. So she is she uh the the professor his daughter would would, she was always with him on these little archaeology digs and everything so she was like i haven't been with you for a long time so it'd be cool to go so he goes down there with her they meet up with this old man uh he's just some guy just some little old guy that owns a little uh basically like those tourist trap places where oh yeah come here and see this and see that because there's all as they're driving there, there's all these signs. Come see the snake den. Come see this and that. Uh, when you drive way out in the desert and all these places, man, those those little roadside attraction things are all over the place. So, so they get there and then they kind of meet them and he goes, "Yeah, man." And, and all these places for some reason always have cold beer. So I was like, "Yeah, man, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come in, have some beer." And uh, so they go to talk to him, but the the professor's kind of like. Did I just drive all the way down here for nothing? And you're like, no, 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 come on, come on, I'm gonna show you. So he takes him in into this uh, uh, barn or whatever, and he goes, okay, there's something I want to show you guys, but you kind of need to keep this to yourselves uh, as of right now. So he pulls the sheet back, and this is when we see uh, the bones of uh, we don't know some kind of creature. At this point, they don't know what they are; they're just creatures, but. The professor's kind of like, dude, you could have made this yourself. You could have used all kinds of different bones, which they actually did. If you do really analyze that thing, it's like they just got a whole bunch of bones and made this. I actually kind of dig this little skeleton that was supposedly supposed to be a gargoyle. So while he's telling them the story, he's obviously tipping back and he's he's drinking, but he starts telling them about uh, these old native legends and the the demons that lived in the rocks that's what they're calling them um i believe how did he say the the nakatakachenko yeah that was the the native word they didn't really say what natives were there they just said the native the tribes that lived around here so he was kind of telling them the story of the legends of the the demons in the rocks i thought that was really cool because i mean depending on where you go there is um, a lot of, um, not demons, but there's things that live in the rocks. Like where I live right now in California, in Susanville, um, little people live in the rocks around here. I have not seen them personally. Uh, a friend of mine has, and uh, he, he's non-native. and He kind of asked me, um, he, where he, he actually lives in Nevada, but where his house is, um, they basically just kind of dynamited the side of this hill. And because uh, it's all rock in his backyard, and he says he sees things every now and then, things that are like low to the ground. And uh, I told him, I said it's probably the little people that live in those rocks that, that run around there. And uh, Renee told me when we first moved up here, there used to be a little man that lived in this pile of rocks down the down the road. So I've never seen him, but other people have talked about him. So there's always kinds of uh, a lot of different native legends and, and stories about. Uh, um, it could be demons. It could be little people. I don't really know every tribe is different so man that's what i like when 
especially with these old films like this when they do oh well native legends got have this and have that so i mean i thought that was really cool even as as a young age when we were kids watching this i thought i always thought that was neat because i remember hearing things like that when i go to my grandmother's house and uh hearing stuff about that uh, about things that live up in the caves up in the mountains the one that scared me was the old lady on the mountain and i never seen her and i don't want to see her so but that, <laughs> that scared me enough to to be careful up there is that is that why you didn't like uh my uh mezco uh michael myers that mini one that i got oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that little thing's scary i don't like those <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so this guy is telling him the story, but while he's before he starts telling him the story, he kind of locks up his house in the or the barn they're in. They're like, what are you doing? He goes, um, once the sun goes down, man, you really gotta lock your place yeah. up. So he starts telling him the story of uh, the legends he heard and and what this uh, these bones are. So the professor is kind of not digging it, like mm, he's not buying it. But then all of a sudden, you start hearing and everything on the roof so it's you hear things shuffling around outside and they're like not really knowing what they're doing but while he's telling the story that uh, his daughter's recording it with a old school cassette tape player so then this is when the the gargoyles come and, and try to uh break in into the barn the, the thing that i had about the, uh, about this was who knows how long he had these bones because he, he found them. Why did they come that night to get him? I mean. Out of all that time? Yeah, I was like, like they had plenty of time to get him, but they just decided to choose this night. Well, well, well later on in the story, he's, uh, the professor tells the sheriff when he's talking about him, he's like, I think these these ones just recently hatched. Like, I think they just recently woke up. So, like, I don't know, it's, the, the coincidences are too great. Like, was it that night that they happened to come out of hibernation? And the first thing they were like, hey, man, I, I smell bones of our dead. Let's go get them. So that's uh, kind of what I was I was thinking. But I don't know why, why they chose that night to um, maybe because it was the girl. Because remember when they were on the road at the beginning, you see the shadow of that winged one, yeah, uh, watching him, watching him from the rocks, and then it flew over the car. So I probably think because because remember, like later when we get to later on, there's she's probably the reason why that they attacked that barn. They were probably trying to get her. That's what I think. Later, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But so that that's pretty much when they come in. Um, that you really don't see them. And they don't know what's happening. Next thing you know, the the barn goes up in flames, and uh, the old man uh, that lived there, I mean, he he ends up getting killed, basically dying in the fire. But they grab uh, what they could. They, they they take the skull of the uh, of the quote unquote gargoyle. They're not sure what it is at this time. They just take it and they run out, and uh, they they take off. And this is the part, one of the parts I said earlier when I said that I remember. They were driving down the road, and then you just hear, uh, like, footsteps just running behind them. Like, they're driving down this, hauling ass down this dirt road, and you just hear footsteps. Like, do, 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 running, and then Jimmy jumps up on top of the car. And, ah, and then they end up with <laughs> all this, man. I, that was, it was just something like that that I remembered. 
what what made that scene cool, like I'm watching that scene right now. What makes this scene cool is many times we've been on dirt roads, camping trips and whatever with our folks and sitting in the back seat, you're always looking out of the back window in a station wagon and seeing the dust in the red glow of the tail lights. So that's what makes this scene cool is that they're, uh, they're cruising along. You see the red glow of the tail lights. He's talking. And then he's like, do you hear something? And then right here, boom, comes running out. You see it for a split second in the globe. Then it jumps on the roof of the car. And then, then he's trying to, you know, shimmy back and forth and try to get it off. But then, you know, it start, it's holding on. And then you kind of see it. Uh, there's a, a medium shower. You kind of see it hanging on the roof and it has these big old talon looking feet. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly what you said about like when, when you're sitting in a car, I mean, dude, that's why it's probably one of the scenes that I remember the most because after seeing that when I was a kid and going to my grandmother's house in Arizona, she lives off a dirt road. So I'm sitting in the back of the van looking behind us and yeah with the the red lights and the, and the dust and everything and just like what if something came running and, and just jumped on top of the car uh i mean even to this day that that this scene still i wouldn't say haunts me but pops in my head every now and then uh there's times <laughs> i'm on dirt road i'm on this highway at all hours of the night and yeah, and these these creatures are obviously super fast, but they can run and jump on top of the car. So what, what's going to stop one from jumping into the back of my truck and crashing through the back window? But that's just me thinking uh, of this film. <laughs> so, uh, so they make it to a little motel, and they're just kind of holding up there for the night and everything. So they well, we need to go tell the police and everything, but because they had to report that that guy died. So, um. The, the daughter runs off to the to the police station. He's like, hey, man, there's... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, let me back up a little. Uh, this is the introduction to uh, West High West Hightower. Uh, Scott Glenn and, and his little uh, his little biker crew. They're just guys out having fun riding dirt bikes. This was, There was kind of really no need for this scene, but I guess that's the only way to introduce them uh, into the story. So... Uh, after she had told the, the or they told the police uh, what had happened, they, they go out there and they say when the police get to the old man's uh, house, it's all pretty much burned down. This is when they find all the uh, the guys on the dirt bikes. So they say, well, these guys are the ones that that attacked you guys in the house. They burned the house down and killed them because when we got there, they were uh, they had some of uh, the old man's stuff on them. And, but they were saying, well, this is the stuff we found in the fire. And then so they basically the cops are going, well, these are our only suspects. They did it. So they locked them all up and everything. It was a funny scene. Uh, this is um, kind of reminded me of uh, what was that movie when those kids when they were, went to summer camp and they had to kill the buffaloes. Hmm. Um, Bless the beasts and children. Yeah, that. So remember when they're like hopping along and then those two like slam into each other and fall. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when they, when they crash their bikes. Yeah, they like they, there was like no reason for them. They just were eh, hauling ass down this dirt road. Then they like <laughs> slam into each other yeah, and fall. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that scene was always a little bit. And then uh, if you if you notice like me, you know I I notice a lot of different sounds and stuff and. But uh, the sound effect of the dirt bikes and the police cars chasing them, 
is the same sound effects in First Blood when uh, when Will's chasing uh, Rambo uh, after he escapes. It's the exact same soundtrack. So I mean that that's how the cops get get these biker guys. They take them to jail. So uh, the 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 cops kind of just didn't even believe uh, the professor and everything. Uh, oh no! Well, they they didn't they didn't tell them they didn't tell the cops about uh, what they found. Um, so they're back in the room, and then the the professor and his daughter. She's like, "Well, we need to tell the cops about uh, what we think it is. We have this skull." So they're like, "No, we can't do that." But we'll just let's just get out of here before anything else happens. But she hauls ass hauls ass back to the uh, police station. The whole biker crew is all locked up in jail. She's telling them, there's these creatures out there. This is what uh, that killed uh, the old man, and th- that's what attacked us and everything. And they're like, oh, oh you you forgot. Um, uh, you forgot before she goes to the police station. Um, the uh, the gargoyles um, come right. into their, they, their they, room. They, yeah, they come into their their hotel room in the middle of the night, and then. Um, he chases them off. The professor chases them off and one's running across the road and it gets hit. It gets hit by a semi and the semi just keeps rolling, but he's like leaning over it and the gargoyle like looks at him for help while it's dying. And then it dies and he puts it, he brings it back and puts it in their, their, uh, room. And that's when he says like, I've seen things that look like this before in history books and it's a gargoyle. So then his, um, that's when his daughter goes after. Yeah, because uh, that's when he said, "We gotta get the hell out. We got, we gotta prove we gotta get out of here before anything else happens." That's when she ran to the cops. The thing that bugged me in this movie the most is every time they show the gargoyles, they slow it down. It's yeah, it's for dramatic effect. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if 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 they just kept it like regular like running along it would just be just as cool as um like how the apes looked in planet of the apes the old school ones i mean i don't i don't know why and maybe they did it because if they didn't slow it down the film would only be like 50 minutes long yeah because this is what hour and 14 minutes yeah i mean that's uh, minus commercials and everything so plus they probably wanted to give you a chance to look at to get a good look at the creatures and be like, ooh, ah, about it. But it would have been all right if it was just like maybe the first few. But even when <laughs> when we get towards the end, it's still all slow motion. And I was like, okay, okay, come on, let's get this going. But <laughs> So they have that one in there, and that's when she ran, told them, and they still didn't believe her. But she uh, ended up talking to uh, Scott Glenn's character, and she's like, yeah, they're gargoyles, and, and I'm trying this. this will, if they come, if the police come to our room, they'll see that you guys are innocent. So they were like, hey, man, well, you better walk her back to, to her room uh, before those gar somethings get her. <laughs> hey, man, you better go there. One of those gar things is going to get her. <laughs> you pipe down and get to sleep. So, But she, that whole dialogue, which he's talking with him, is funny. Yeah. So, I mean, she, so. she, they end up going back to the room, and she's uh, just kind of gets some rest. And then there's another attack. Uh, from more gargoyles come, and uh, this is when it got kind of a little eerie. Um, I must have just not really paid attention to this uh, when I had seen this a while ago. But watching it now, uh, the main gargoyle he shows up. 
uh, uh, what's his name, John Slade. He he shows up, and he's there's only um, two of the gargoyles that have wings. The rest of them are just chick green lizard looking chicken things. So <laughs> he kind of yeah, they kind of they basically grab the girl and, and get her out of the room, and uh, and they uh, take the body too. Yeah, they, their, they, their they that's why they broke in because they were trying to take the body. And the reason for that is they were still trying to stay hidden and secret, and didn't want anyone to know that that they existed. That's why uh, they were after everything. But I mean, going back to what you said earlier, I mean, I, this this only happens uh, every what five hundred years. Five hundred, yeah. So that was probably the reason why that. Yeah, they smelled those bones, and then now they smell this dead dead body that they have. So. They're still trying to just keep it secret. So, but he gets the girl, and this is all slow motion as well. I was like, come on, get it going. But he, like, <laughs> really starts to examine her. He, like, starts moving some of her clothing and look on her, and you kind of get that. Uh, he's got that little rapey uh, look in his eyes and he's because he's, like, looking at it. You know he's looking at her boobs, but um, they don't show him. This is all TV, so there's no nudity or anything. But you, you kind of get what he's doing. But he, he was like all fascinated with her earring. Yeah. So he basically <laughs> grabs her, takes her back to the caves, and because um, uh, well, during the struggle, the professor gets knocked out, so they take off. But then he kind of comes to, and the cops and everything show up. So they're like, "Hey, man, well, the, yeah, the gargoyles, they they took her." And they're like, "What? What are you talking about? These are the same things that killed old man Willie or whatever his name was." Uncle Willie. Yes. But remember, though, when this is the first, when the main gargoyle comes and takes her, uh, that's when we find out that he can talk. Yeah, because when, does he talk to her? No. Does he talk to her then, or does he, that's when he gets back to the cave? He says her name. Oh, yeah. When he, when he takes her. So he, he's been watching because he he knows what her name is. What I liked, I said it earlier, is, if you haven't seen this, when he talks, they obviously auto-tuned something to his voice, so he sounds neat, kind of like robotic type of thing. So, like the like the lizards in V. Yeah. If you guys don't know what V is, come on, go back and uh, watch the the eighties, uh, the two eighties <laughs> miniseries V, and then V the Final Battle. Then go and watch the TV series V and. That new V series, it was okay. I liked it, but it kind of didn't have to do nothing with the the first first go around. But then Diana pops up in the new ones, and she's still Diana. And she mentions, yeah, they didn't they didn't kill us all when we came the first time. So I guess it did tie up. But I don't know. That's another show. Um, but so. So they um so she the, the main gargoyle takes her, I assume flies her off back uh, to the rocks and while the rest of them are running along uh, under them. So they get back there and then she kind of wakes up and she realizes that she's in a cave and uh, I assume they grabbed all the books out of the car because when they had the uh, the dead gargoyle that the professor was going to take, they had him in the car all wrapped up. So they because they took him. And as they were throwing stuff out, they were throwing out all the doctor's books. So I think they grabbed some of those and he took them back to the cave with him. And she woke up. He was kind of just saying, I want you to teach me uh, what you know. 
and on these books. Cause he, I, I don't know. He didn't know how to read because he wanted her to read. And when she started reading the books, it was basically telling stories about um, demons and gargoyles and stuff like that. But when when he was when he was talking, this is when he was telling her the story. He goes, "Yes, we we only come around every five hundred years, and right now we're about uh, we're all hatched." Because he was only what he wasn't very he wasn't like hatched them that that long ago. So because when when they show when they show the little things being hatched, they're not like little small babies. They're kind of like maybe little kid size so that they come out like bigger than toddlers so they're already walking around and i assume they grow quick so uh so he was saying that yeah we got a whole army and well uh, basically what he was telling us that once we all our all our eggs are hatched we're gonna try to take over the world and it seems like they've tried to do this before but they always lost like mankind always stopped them uh, maybe even during the caveman series years and up into every 500 years, this happens. So um, if this happened in 19, let's say it was all in 71 when this happens. So we won't see the next uh, gargoyle attack for who knows how many more years. So that, that I thought that was a cool story, what, what he was telling her. And then he wanted to know more stuff about the humans and everything. That's why they snaked all, he took all those books and wanted her to read. But then this is when it got kind of rapey again because he was looking at her and his, his mate, the other female, a winged gargoyle, she was, she was starting to hate. Like why? She didn't really say nothing, but you could see it in her body language. Like, why'd you bring her here? Why do you want her? But then when he starts talking to her, he was telling her, I mean you no harm, but he goes, but I'm curious, meaning this is what I got, that he he wanted to have sex with her because <laughs> he was curious to see. But I don't know if that was what his intentions were, but that's what I got out <laughs> of yeah. the stuff that he was telling her. No, he just he told her like he doesn't desire her. Like he's like, I'm not interested in you like that. But I'm just but, curious about like your, you know, maybe he like he wanted to, I don't know, see how humans mate or something. But his wife came in and, and yeah, she cock blocked him. And uh, yeah, she had a beak. She also <laughs> had a beak. It's like they didn't do a really good job on 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 all the other ones. He's the the main gargoyle is the only one that like looked cool, like his face, his the the structure of his face and his his horns and his wings and everything. Everyone else looked like they just made some half-ass mask. Here, throw this on and put this green, <laughs> this green scales on and, and run around in the dark. That was another thing. It was supposed to be in these caves. Where was all the light coming from? But the movie. <laughs> so while the main gargoyle guy, he's trying to get it on with uh, uh, Diana, um, the, her dad and the bikers and the police started a search party on uh, where to go and tried to find out um, where they are, where they took her. Because at this point, they they don't know where where they took her. No, but before they all left, they got the deputy, I believe, and the old lady that runs the motel. They said, okay, we need you to go to whatever the closest town is in get reinforcements to bring them all out there. But for some, they, they didn't make it. The gargoyles got them. 
that uh, they they didn't really show how they got him because they're hauling that all the the lady and one of the deputies are hauling ass down the road. But then you just, a, you just a mechanic. See, yeah, oh, it was a mechanic. Yeah, you you just <laughs> see a gargoyle hand in the back of her truck of their truck and don't know what's happening because the next time we see the truck, the truck is going in a circle and they jump in to stop it. Nobody's in the truck, but there's blood in there. So obviously put two and two together. Yeah, they're dead. They end up finding the lady down the road hung up in a tree, but um, then it was same thing what happened to the mechanics. So they're still at this point, they still don't know where, where they are, Uh, but then they get attacked by the gargoyles again. And that's when they realize that, um, because the, the night came and then they all came out and uh, they were all, they were attacking the bikers, they were attacking the police and everything and then the professor and they all had guns and everything. So they were blasting and, and killing the gargoyles. But I thought this part was really cool because the main gargoyle guy, he comes riding up on a horse and I thought he looked badass. And he, and he tells the professor like, well, I, I need you to come with me. So that's when he took, he takes him to the cave uh, basically to, to show him your daughter and kind of tell him what his plan is. And then uh, we're going to kill you because once all our eggs are hatched, we're going to take out humanity. That was their plan. So but he basically just showed them uh, where they were. But um, his his plan was foiled because uh, his mate was a hater. So because she's the one <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that told uh, the, the guy on how to get out of there. <laughs> so. But I, mean, I thought it was cool, though, man. I mean, I, I, whoever wrote this story, man, they, they did, they did good. And but then, then it gets cheesy once, uh, it goes into play on what's happening. Mainly just on how the, uh, the sideline gargoyles look, because I just, I didn't, I didn't like them. I mean, I don't know what, uh, if you go to some of these old churches or places that have gargoyles like perched up on the top. I don't think I've ever seen one with a beak. So I don't know (laughs) where, where that came into play. (laughs) So, um, a giant lizard with a beak. (laughs) Then the, the professor, he rounds up his posse and they all go, uh, charging in into the uh to caves to to rescue diana um well i know at this point there was only uh scott glenn and and um and the professor because i think they killed uh the sheriff and and all the other bikers because that was a big the sheriff the sheriff was still alive and then the other his deputy had a broken arm well that's but uh but uh rieger scott glenn's buddy got tore up yeah, they because remember when they found that woman hanging from the telephone pole as a warning, uh, the other biker dudes took off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so. they're like, uh, we're we had enough, we're out. And then uh, his one partner was trying to leave, and he's like, "Come on, man, you know they need all the help they can get." And he's like, "All right, I'll I'll stick with you." But he ended up getting uh getting tore up. But uh, Scott Glenn was it was him and the the one deputy, the sheriff, and. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the professor. So they go, they go charging into the uh, the cave. They basically, whatever shells they have left for their shotguns and their pistols. Uh, then they had like a full tank of uh, gas, and then another one with like half full. 
So their their plan was just to go in there and basically just kill as many as they could and burn them out. Burn the eggs out. Yeah. So they roll right in. The thing was weird though. As soon as they walk into the front hole or the, the entrance into the cave, it's like all the eggs are right there. So Scott Glenn's <laughs> just running in, just dumping, dumping gas all over all the eggs, which they said there was what you know, we had like they said there was a ton of them, but they only showed like. Ten of them. Ten. Ten, yeah. <laughs> so he dumps gas all over those, and then um, before he can light his lighter, all these, these three gargoyles attack him, and they're all holding on to him, basically going to kill him, but then he lights his lighter, throws it down, and blows up. And basically kills himself and the three gargoyles and then starts torching all the eggs. So and this is when um, the main gargoyle is still trying to grab Diana and just get her out of there he still wanted her but then um his mate uh got into play and she they were all they were all kind of running through the caves trying to get out of there uh did she get shot no uh no he hit her with a rock yeah in order to save his daughter um uh the professor hits his mate in the back and breaks her wing and then he's and then you hear the approaching sirens and all these horses and dogs coming and he tells him like dude you can still get away and survive um and the main gargoyle dude's like you know your cunning has allowed you and your people to survive but know that i'm gonna come back and this has only delayed us and that's when he he takes his uh he takes his mate and he flies (laughs) flies off because he told her too he goes look he goes you and i are still alive and and we can both we still got two that can mate and, and make more eggs. That's what he told his his uh, his his mate, his woman, uh, before. So and then that's when the before that was when the professor came in and hit her in the back and everything. So yeah, he just grabs her, but basically, yeah, I'll be back, and then goes flies off and the the end. So after that, I was always hoping for a part two to this. I don't know if they ever made it or if anyone even thought about it, but um, if they do, okay. But I mean, I liked how how it ended. I mean, it was it was cheesy when you see it because it's obviously just some guy with uh, wires on him and they're just pulling him up. But then they <laughs> they kind of added the little animated effect of his wings flapping and everything. So, but uh, and then it just ended. They do. They show the professor and his, and his daughter. Then boom, over. <laughs> so, I really like this film. I mean, it it sounds cheesy and everything. And if you've seen it, you already know. But if we we sold it to you, it's streaming on YouTube. Just type up Gargoyles, nineteen seventy two movie. Don't just put Gargoyles because you're gonna get a bunch of videos of that. Anime. The cartoon. Yeah. So, <laughs> which well, is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Which is good though. <laughs> so, but. This was uh, Gargoyles, Mike's pick. Well, a lot of these next few movies are all Mike's picks, so uh, yeah. But this is uh, this is one of them. I don't know what we're gonna do next. We'll figure it out. But uh, any other last words before we get out of here about Gargoyles? Uh, no, it was a uh, it was uh, one of my as a kid one of my favorite films. Um, I'm watching it right now with the when they turned over their car and they're moving in slow motion. And uh, some of the gargoyles look pretty dope because, like, they gave them different, like, little spikes on their heads. And but uh, oh, there goes John Slade. 
but yeah, he he had the uh, he had the best makeup. You know, Stan Winston uh, hooked hooked him up. But yeah, other than that, it was a it was pretty cool little independent film for for its time. And um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I can't wait to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if I, as a filmmaker, if I get the budget, I would take a shot at doing a sequel. That's what I was just about to ask you. <laughs> um, they never, I've never seen any, I mean, obviously if there was figurines of this, it had to have been uh, custom stuff, but I've never seen any. Have you? Uh, no, no, I've never. Uh, closest thing was the, the those, um, Star Trek dolls with the the sleeves or the uh, those lizard people with the, but that was probably about it. I've never seen any, any uh, what you call it? Did Stan Winston do the um, effects for Clash of the Titans, eighties one? No, that was uh, that was Ray Harryhausen. Okay, um, he did the stop motion, but I don't know. I think uh, Michael Westmore did the effects and. In Clash of the Titans, and Michael Westmore is the son of Bud Westmore, who helped design the original creature from the Black Lagoon. I am looking at a, a picture of the main gargoyle. gargoyle. He kind of looks uh, uh, like Calibus. He's got with, with the pointy nose and the, the high cheekbones and, and eyebrows, or the the brows that come out stick out. And yeah, it kind of looks like him. And I'm. I, yeah, I really, I really love this design. I mean, the facial design of of the main gargoyle uh, in this, and uh, ah, those chicken ones. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I didn't like those at all. Um, but this is on DVD. If if you watch the YouTube and, and you want to own it, uh, as well as VHS. I don't think anyone put it on Blu-ray, but because if they did, we'd have it. So, but. All right, everyone, that's going to be the end of this episode, and that was Gargoyles from 1972. Uh, Again, directed by B.W.L. Norton. Don't ask me what B.W.L. stands for, because I have no idea. So, but awesome film. Big big white lady. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yeah, check it out. Again, it's streaming on YouTube. Again, Mike, thanks uh, for coming on with this one, and um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do next. So, cool. till till then, everyone, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us, and um, we try to keep these episodes as short as possible. Uh, they're not so far; these first couple have been long, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll just try to keep it to about this time. Maybe who knows? Maybe some will be shorter, but I don't know. I don't, but you guys know us. I don't. I don't guarantee anything uh, that's going to be very short. So, because we're always going to talk about uh, mainly the first times that we had seen these, and a lot of these films we're going to be talking about is because of Mike, uh, is the reason that I had seen. He, he <laughs> seen them and here, watch this, watch this. All right, we'll watch it. So, and uh, and some of these movies are going to be new to me because Mike uh, had seen them already, and I have not seen. Them. Those are the, the newer ones, but all the old ones, uh, yeah, we've seen them before. So, All right. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming on. And, uh, yep, yep. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with something else. So, All right, guys. Stay creepy. Stay heavy. Party on.